0: Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, the man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr Dave A. C. And Thank you, Ian. Once again, you've put us in the mood for a nice, relaxing evening, yes? Although you may be listening to this and notice that it is recorded at 5pm Eastern Daylight Time. Where I am based here in the UK, it is now indeed just coming up to 9 o'clock in the evening, which in fact has caught me rather by surprise because... Normally, there's a five hour difference and I record these at 10 p.m. But of course, as many people will know, different countries change to uh, their winter uh, time slightly differently. Um, and for the moment, there's just a four hour difference. So next week it will be again 10 p.m. here in uh, the UK as I start at five p m eastern daylight time, and I've just learned a few things about America that um, there are two states, Arizona and Hawaii, that don't move their clocks, and apparently one part of Indiana used to uh, not move theirs, but now they go with the rest of america so uh, forty eight states will be changing their time zones uh, come I think it's the fifth, uh, fourth or fifth of November. Anyway, all that is by the by, just to say that I'm just starting to relax here in the UK. Well, let me introduce myself, I'm uh, C, and you're listening to episode 10 of the Big and Fruity podcast, the Big and Fruity wine podcast. It's a wine podcast where I focus mainly on red wines, which are my uh, a joy to drink on a very occasional basis. Barely two or three bottles get past my lips in a week. So, as you can see, a fairly light drinker. The uh, podcast, uh, it goes out on TalkShoe. The TalkShoe ID for this call is 112272. Just put TalkShoe in Google. Once you get to the TalkShoe page, there's a little call ID button. And just put in 112272. And you'll see that this show has a regular spot Every Tuesday at 5pm. And welcome to episode 10. And I've taken a little bit of a liberty with an old children's song called 10 Green Bottles. Because today's episode is called 10 Red Bottles. Yes, the topic of today's show will be 10 of the, the favourite wines I have joined enjoyed in the last 12 months. And uh, I should just say that we do have a caller on in the show, on the uh, audio, not uh, speaking, and that caller is "Mudchoha." but it's actually uh, a friend of mine, uh, a Lord quizmaster under another guy. So welcome, thank you for joining, and uh, he's quietly in the library working, but listening to the podcast. so well done with that. And uh, let me proceed. Okay, each week uh, on the uh, Big and Fruity Wine podcast, we try and do a few little bits and pieces, have a main topic. Of course, today's topic is 10 red bottles. And um, then uh, sometimes we will have an interview. I'm still trying to get uh, together with a chap that's um, volunteered to be my next victim, but the time zone difference is causing a little bit of an issue. So let me just say that... um, the wine I'm drinking tonight, and I'm going to put in the text chat the uh, TwitPic page where this picture of the wine is <clears throat> there for all to see. I have a uh, Twitter account for this show and that is Big and Fruity, all one word. And so on the Big and Fruity TwitPic page, we have a picture of the wine. I'll give you the link first and then tell you about the wine. The link is twitpick.com forward slash 79 HZY4. And the HZY are all small case. And you will find, if you go on that page, that will take you directly to a picture of the wine I'm drinking. And tonight it is Hardys, and it's Hardys Stamp of Australia Wines. And this particular one is a blended wine of Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a 2010 vintage, uh, of course, wine of Australia, and it is 14%. So that's quite a strong red wine. Now, indeed, I'm only drinking this wine tonight because I uh, mostly abstained last night, and there's quite a little bit left of this. I was indeed going to be tasting another wine, and I'm hoping... I can resist opening it before next Tuesday. You'll have to tune in to see if I do. But the wine I had intended having is called Campo Vijo. That's C-A-M-P-O-V-I-E-J-O. It's a Rioja. It's a Crianza. That means it's um, a wine that has spent some time in oak. 2008 and it is a Spanish wine and it's one of my ten red wines that I will be talking about at the main part of the show and I had intended um, opening that tonight but um, I've certainly got an evening's worth left in this hardy stamp of Australia so I, I will leave that to another time I'm not too sure I'll make it to next Tuesday though because Obviously, if it's on my list of 10, it is one of the wines that I return to and enjoy. Okay, we start the show before that on uh, one of our little bits and pieces. And today we're returning yet again to the issue of wine and health. Uh, I mentioned in the last two weeks one of the difficulties with uh, people trying to understand the sort of general medical advice given about uh, the ins and outs of consuming alcohol and what is a uh, a reasonable amount so that you don't uh, impair your health but yet uh, can enjoy the wine. And uh, it has always been conflicting in as much as uh, people uh, stories of people who consume too much and get involved in fights and all sorts of things and end up at casualty in hospital. And then you have the other side where people are advised that one small glass of red wine in the evening can help to um, uh, stimulate their health and actually can be quite beneficial. Well, uh, yet again, uh, I'm reading here from the uh, bbc.co.uk news site. And this is a news item from today, the 1st of November. And it is this. Scottish government reintroduces alcohol pricing bill and i'm going to a- attempt somewhat to give you the link to this item it's bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash uk dash scotland dash scotland dash politics dash and then we have a long number one double five two five nine five zero. But if you go to the BBC News site, that's bbc.co.uk forward slash news, click on the Scotland link. It's their main topic. And I'm just going to read a little bit about that before we start talking about uh, those 10 favourite wines of mine from this year. And I think I shall just wet my lips a moment. And perhaps I should also tell you a little bit about the wine I'm drinking. This is a lovely cherry-fruited wine. It's got some vanilla oak in it, and it's got a lovely soft finish. It's, um, as I said, 2010 vintage. It's uh, a wine that I got under offer, so I paid £4 for it. That's uh, just over $6, $6. $6.50. Normally it retails for nearer to eight dollars But it is a very nice midweek drink. We're getting the fruit from the Cabernet Sauvignon and we're getting those nice peppery notes from the more dominant Shiraz in it. So that's Hardy's Stamp of Australia. Um, So there's my whistle wet. Let me read a little bit from this news story. Uh, Scottish Government reintroduces alcohol pricing bill. Plans to reintroduce a minimum price for a unit of alcohol in Scotland have been announced. The Health Secretary, Nicola Sturgeon, said it was important that Scotland's battle with alcohol misuse was tackled. Official figures have suggested that Scots drink more than people in other parts of the UK. A first attempt by the SNP, that's the Scottish National Party, to push through a similar price proposal failed during the last Parliament. Uh, The MPs rejected the idea before the May election. Perhaps they thought it wouldn't be popular with the voters, so they put it to one side. But after the SNP majority win, that poll is fresh plan now to become law before next summer. At this stage, the Scottish Government had not fixed a price unit. Now, let me say what the idea is. The idea is that because a lot of people buy their alcohol through supermarkets, and supermarkets are in a price war, one of the things they do to attract people through the door is to have uh, special price buster deals. And to appeal to the male shopper, uh, cheap alcohol is one of those. And this can comp- comprise the point of getting you know, a dozen cans of alcohol and a second dozen at half price. Are a three for two offer, are indeed bringing into the supermarket very low-priced ciders and um, um, Middle Eastern uh, lagers, uh, and this has meant that some young people can have a two bottle of cider for as little as um, you know one pound twenty, which is basically less than a dollar, and a young teenager under the age of drink uh, drinking. Perhaps a 13 or 14-year-old who manages to get their hand on a 2-litre bottle of cider is going to get themselves in a very sick and sorry state for basically pocket money prices. So a 2-litre bottle of cider is going to go up from one pound twenty, £1.20, because, uh, because I'm based here in the UK, these are UK uh, currency, to £3.75, basically almost a tripling of the price. A bottle of vodka, currently priced at around um, £8.35 for an own brand bottle. That will go up uh, £3 to eleven eighty-five. And the cost of a bottle of wine, the minimum cost of a bottle of wine is going up from £3.75. So that's what, uh, coming up for uh, almost $6, it will now be a minimum of £4.20. Uh, maybe seven dollars so a modest rise on that and the implication of therefore is that if they put the price up this will take the bulk of the alcohol out of the hands of these people that misuse it the reverse of that of course and I've always maintained this is that those of us who drink responsibly who are on a limited income are penalized for the excesses of those who do not and indeed shouldn't be drinking if they are under 18. And it means that uh, people who legitimately drink have a uh, a passing enjoyment with alcohol are indeed penalised. So this seesaw of a what is basically a blunt instrument by government to just do one measure and tackle alcohol abuse does seem that those sensible people... Get hammered uh, irrespective of how they drink. So that's in place of the wine fact today. I've got a feeling that we will be coming back to alcohol, wine, and health many more times over the course of the Big and Fruity podcast. Okay, to so the main topic, um, by the way, I should say to my guest in the room, when I It's just me on audio and nobody else in the room. I'm going to keep the show to under 30 minutes. Once we get people coming into the call, please, you can join this call live. Then we will get some discourse going and it's not going to be people getting fed up of the sound of my voice. Okay, now what I'm going to do now is uh, go through 10 of the wines that have have really enjoyed... This year, they're not necessarily expensive wines, and I may not be able to tell you the price of all of them. Um, And they are in the order in during the year that I found them. And here we go. First one is um, a Tesco special selection. It's Tulim Valley Estate Shiraz from Saint Juan or Saint Jean. Wine of Argentina, it's fourteen and a half percent by volume, and um, it is a really lovely wine. Um, full-bodied, full-bodied red with a classic sheer aromas, flavours of chocolate, berries and damson. Uh, suggested to serve, of course, at room temperature, which here in the UK is not um, that high. Uh, suitable to eat with beef, pizza, barbecued red meats. Um, The San Juan region is rapidly forging an excellent reputation for its Shiraz wine. Corners store in a cool dark place and this wine can be enjoyed now are carefully stored for up to three years from purchase. And it has got the V symbol on the back, meaning it's suitable for vegetarians. That means they don't use that... uh, renin uh, to uh, clarify the wine and get rid of those minute particles that can be in it so suitable for vegetarians okay second wine and this is uh, another old favorite of mine it's Penfolds and it's Penfolds Rawson's retreat this is a blended wine uh, blend of Shiraz and Cabernet and as I mentioned before on this show if I give two great varietals on the uh, name of a wine, the first one is usually the greater percentage. So that could be 60% Shiraz, 40% Cabernet. It could be as much as 80% Shiraz and 20% Cabernet. But the first one listed is always the one uh, of the greatest uh, amount. So um this is. um a thirteen and a half percent wine, and it again has very similar characters. We've got these uh, sort of uh, cherry and blackcurrant fruits uh, from the cabernet, and it's got those nice vanilla and uh, uh, oaky characteristics. So that is a lovely penfolds, and one of the more modestly priced penfolds at that. I think that's usually about eight pounds. That's usually about $13, 14 dollars. Okay, the third wine, and this again is an extreme favorite of mine. And this time we're going to Chile, South American wine. It's Casillero del Diablo, and of course it's Shiraz again, two thousand and seven. It's a Reserva, and this is a, a wine that uh, I like the best out of their range of wines. It's from the um, the rappel valley r-a-p-e-l it's a fruity plump Shiraz full of forest fruits um, bitter chocolate and a hint of black pepper the wine is packed with flavor and with tannins perfect with spicy foods and red meats and that as i said is thirteen and a half percent okay the next one now this is a dearer wine And slightly harder to come by in the UK. This one, this next one is a Brown Brothers. Brown Brothers are very big producers of wine. And this is from Central Victoria in Australia. And it's their Heathcote Shiraz. 2006 from Central Victoria. A limited release wine. And um, this costs about... um, Well, here in the UK, it costs about... £13, pounds, so that's getting up for $20 one of the posher wines that I drink. And let me read from the back of the label. Heathcote Shiraz is a deep ruby red colour with pepper, mint, and spicy oak on the nose. Displaying a savoury palate with peppery characteristics, the fine tannins of this wine will gain complexity with medium term ageing. And that is 14% And that is lovely. By the way, Brown Brothers do a standard Shiraz, but this is their Heathcote Shiraz. That is probably one of my top three wines of this year. And we're back to California with this next one. And this is Ravenswood. And it's an Old Vine Zinfandel wine, um, 2005. And let me just check the percentage. Now, this is really strong wine. Zinfandel can be a strong wine. 14.5% from California, as I said. Um, Beautiful, beautiful wine. Very difficult to describe the characteristics of Zinfandel because it can, different Zinfandels can have different characteristics. And you can even buy what's called a white Zinfandel, which in actual fact is a blush in colour. So that is a lovely lovely wine. Now, next wine is the wine I was going to be drinking tonight, uh, but I've got, in actual fact, yes, the one I've got listed here in my picture that I'm reading from is um, the Campo VJ. Let me pronounce that. I'll spell it out, in fact. Campo and then V-I-E-J-O. It's a Rioja, Spanish Rioja, It's a Crianza, which means um, 18 months in oak. This one is 2006 I drank earlier in the year, but the 2008 has just come out now. And notice, by the way, you will never see, well, you won't currently see a 2010-2011 Crianza, our Reserva wine, in the shop, because, of course, it's only been uh, produced this year, and it needs twelve to eighteen months in oak, so it won't you won 't see two thousand and ten until two thousand and fourteen and it just let me get the um, alcoholic strength of that one, and it 's thirteen point five in actual fact, this is aged not eighteen months but twenty four months um Uh, 12 of those in oak, okay, Uh, it has a love. I mean, what what this oak gives it is a structure, so you get the sort of velvety and fruity start, but then you get the complexity, and you get a long finish, and you get those uh, vanilla uh, flavours in it as well. And on we go. Now, the next wine is the first of the wines, Out of listing now, which is from my um, Naked Wines. Naked Wines is the online service. In fact, I've just ordered uh, 12 wines uh, today, ready for Christmas, and I may talk a little bit about those next week. Uh, In fact, I'll just make a note of that. Um, Yes, it's Brewery Hill. Limestone Limestone Coast, McLaren Vale. This is a wine of Australia, and I'm afraid to say, predictable as ever, it's another Shiraz, 14% by volume. And this is one of the starries. It's one of uh, Jock Harvey's wines from Naked Wines, one of the early ones that I tried from Naked Wines, and it's one that I uh, keep going back to. Fine velvety tannings and a palette of berries and spice create a wine that is seamless and elegant. Selected parcels of fruit were blended to create a wine deep red in colour with a lifted nose of sweet fruit. Lovely, lovely wine indeed. And that's around the um, $8 pound mark, $15 mark. We're getting through these now. Next one is indeed another Naked Wines, uh, virtually uh, as much a favourite, and I'm going to bore you again. This is a South African wine. It's Arabella, named after the breed of horses from South Africa. And again, it's a Shiraz 2008. got the very distinctive yellow label with the outline of the Arabella horse on the front and let me just zoom in, again, another strong alcoholic wine, 14.5%. Uh, by reference on that, I should just say that many of the French wines, the all-world wines that people drink, are often 11.5%, 12 maybe 12.5%. Uh, the big Cabernets from uh, the, the United States can be up to 14.5%, 15%, percent the Zinfandel's. But 14, 14 and a half is still a high alcohol wine. And that will be something that I will be mentioning at the end of the show. So deep, burg- deep burgundy red in colour with invited aromas of vanilla and mocha. Um, a palate rewards with the lingering flavours of licorice and white- ripe black cherries supported by soft spicy talons oh i'll have have a sip of my drink now to read in that yes um it's named arabella tips it's named from the beautiful Arabian horses that paint uh, grace the verdant pictures of the great dewitt family valley brilliant Apparently, there's quite a lot of German winemakers in uh, Australia. Right. Um, let me just get that right. Um, in South Africa, sorry. that's South Africa, not uh, Australia. Now, here's a wine that my brother introduced me to. And uh, I'm going to have difficulty re- giving you this one. It's Maasai. But that's the uh, the firm, and it's let's see if I can get it right. David, come on, get it right. It's Campo Florin, and that's C A M P O E I O R I N. Campo Florin, and this is a beautiful wine, uh, an award-winning wine, and this is their um, 2005. Uh, 35 years winemaking anniversary uh, wine that my brother had bought a dozen bottles of. Very kind enough to pass one over to me. Now, the price is probably worth 15 to 20 pounds, probably $30 if you can get hold of it. Um, Lovely, lovely wine. And um, I'm going to have difficulty reading the back of that because most of it is not in English. Let me just... uh, I don't think I, no, I don't think I can read that. But the one thing I will say about this wine that makes it stand out, to me, it has a lovely velvety feel on the mouth, and that's because it's what's called a ripasso wine. And with ripasso wine what happens is that um as well as the 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 whole grapes going in the skins of uh, other grapes that are perhaps used to make a rosy or a blush, those extra skins are added into this wine and it gives a thicker, more viscousy feel to the wine. And so if you taste a wine like that, that has long legs on the glass and has this nice, um, almost sticks to your tongue feeling, that is a ripasso wine. And I'm not sure how many we're up to. I think we're up to number nine now. And here's another wine. This one's from uh, Asda, one of my local supermarkets. And this is a lovely um, uh, wine. It's uh, a wine from Spain. It's called Muriel. And it's 13%. Let me just flip to the back of the bottle. Uh, The grape varietal is Tempranillo. A lot of the wines from there are that. It can be drunk. It um, even gives the temperature on the back of this. Suggested temperature to drink, 18 degrees centigrade. Um, the wine is smooth on the palate, well structured with a pleasant aftertaste. I think their English is bad there. I don't think they mean aftertaste. I think they mean the the long uh, finish to it. That is an absolutely beautiful wine and a very reasonable seven pounds that's ten or eleven dollars and i think indeed that was wine number ten let me just see yes that indeed is wine number ten wow where are we up to and we're just coming up to the 30 minute mark well that is good timing i think what we'll do is stop there at that Um, again if you're listening to this on the recording please consider coming in live to these shows. As I said at the beginning, every Tuesday at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, that will be from next week, 10 p.m. here in the UK. And um, next week, episode 11, I will be talking about alcoholic strength. And I might just talk a little bit about my latest order of Naked Wines wine, um, I ordered 12, because by ordering 12, I got one free bottle, uh, which was great, because that one free bottle was $20 worth, and uh, that will be delivered. All I've got to try and do is not drink all 12 bottles before Christmas itself arrives. And uh, I should just say, if you're on Twitter, um, try and follow Naked Wines on Twitter. So it's at Naked Wines, all one word, capital N, capital W. So with that, uh, thank you uh, for my uh, quizmaster friend in the room. I'll never pronounce this, but I'll try it again. Uh, He's in the room as Mudjoha, And thank you for staying with me. And I think uh, coming up to 32 minutes, we'll end for this week. Hope you'll join me next week for alcoholic strength and Naked Wines wine. Bye all.